place to start your week than right here on the PHNX Sun Devil Show. Guys, I'm Anthony Totri. Got Eric Ruby over here in the passenger seat. We got DJ Danielle behind the Mac. Do us a favor. Hit that like button. Leave a five-star review if you're new here. Let us know what you enjoy about the podcast. Happy Monday. Yeah, everybody. A busy weekend for Arizona State, obviously on the hardwood with ASU basketball. But Kenny Dillingham and this damn coaching staff, man, they do not stop. We've got a lot to get into in terms of the transfer hall that Dilly and company continue to add to. But first and foremost, Eric, we've kind of swapped places yeah, today. Yeah, a little bit. For everybody on audio, I'm not wearing sunglasses for the first time in what feels like I think since I a got year. hired. Pretty much. Yeah. And then you're wearing sunglasses because you had a long evening. Yeah. It, nothing like a toe-tree long evening, which involves a plenty of fun long and, evening. you know, like being cool and going out and doing things. I just, I couldn't sleep, man. I couldn't sleep. I laid down last night, did the Suns post game, all that. It was an earlier game. I was excited to get home early. And then all of a sudden it's like 1.30. I'm like, okay, I'm going to actually like try to fall asleep yeah. now. Lay my little head down to rest and... uh just didn't work. It just didn't happen. And then, you know, like when you can't actually, I don't know if you struggle with this. I'm an awful sleeper, terrible sleeper. And uh, when you can't fall asleep and you have to, I had to get up at uh, seven this morning, mm -hmm. which for some people is not super early, but yeah. you know, if you're not used to getting up at seven. So once it hits like three or four o'clock in the morning and you know, you have to get up early, uh, you start getting angry. Oh, and you get angry at yourself because like, why can't I fall asleep right yeah, now? Yeah, you know, instead of like embracing it, and then that just makes you stay up more. So uh, that's why the the sunglasses are on today, as request from uh, from Sharon in our diehard Discord. I know everybody's waking up happy today, especially Tony in the chat. Um, I know Tony totally doesn't care that U of A lost a linebacker. That's why he was the first one in the comment section before anybody said anything. So I'm glad you don't care, Tony. Really glad to hear that. And uh, I'm, I'm ready to get into this. Yeah, time. man. We got Jacob, Tony, Chris, Sharon, Phil in the chat. Hit that like button, guys. Glad you could spend the next 45 minutes to an hour with us talking Arizona State. What I do want to talk about, uh, kind of what you alluded to, if you missed it over the weekend, former Arizona Wildcat defensive lineman Jacob Kongaika. Uh, announced that he was transferring to Arizona State. <laughs> Got Saul Bookman in his office just yelling because, look, this is not a guy that was a star player over at Arizona, but that is what it is. At this point in the transfer portal, I don't think Dilly and company are going out looking for, for star guys. They mm -hmm. don't anticipate that they're going to go out there and get immediate starters. At least that is my perception of it. I think Kongaika, along with some of the other players that ASU has added over the last couple of days, they fit in far better as rotational guys, as depth pieces. Uh, but for the ASU fans that want to know, Kongaika last season for the Wildcats, 15 total tackles, two sacks, two fumble recoveries. Uh, and he's a big dude, 6'2", 300 pounds. Um, so he's about two or three of me. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is a large, large guy that you are going to put in the center of your defense early on in games. I feel like this is your your first down run stuffer type of guy, and I don't know if you th this this is going to be an out there comparison, but do you know who Linval Joseph is? You know I I don't, and now I'm I'm going to feel stupid that Linval Joseph was for a long time a Minnesota Vikings just giant giant defensive lineman. Arizona State doesn't have, and really I haven't I can't recall a time when Arizona State has had defensive tackles that exceed 300 pounds. This is a guy that I feel like, again, this isn't a, a defensive tackle, Kongaika, that you are going to be constantly having in the game. He's not right. a Jalen Carter from Georgia. This is a guy that you quite literally is a rotational guy, kind of the same way that you plug and play edge rushers, specifically on third down, depending on their strengths and weaknesses. But I do like the addition, and I love even more that he opted to leave the Arizona Wildcats. Yeah, look, everybody at U of A is going to be like, oh, who cares? Who is it? Oh, that doesn't matter. And like, fine, I'd be saying the same thing if it, the roles were reversed. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, coping is a hard thing to do. But like, on, pa <laughs> on paper, on on paper, it's a it's a good look. It's yeah. a good look for ASU. Like, I don't Absolutely. care if this person is not going to come in and be a day one starter at this point. Like, I'm not looking for that many other day one starters to be added because they have a ton of dudes that they've added via the portal. Yeah. And he's going to get a shot to play. And if he could play and make an impact, especially maybe in one game next year, that like that's all I care about. Right. And, and look, 
they're not they're not gonna come in here and just be the best player and it's like oh my god we stole u of a's best player like we're not gonna sit up here and tell you that but like if the roles were reversed and somebody with potential a big guy like was was going from asu and was like you know what like i didn't like asu i want tucson to be my home you know we'd be hearing it. Yeah, Saul absolutely. Saul Bookman would be in the Slack chats letting us know, man. Like, Tony would be finding us in I real life, Tony, knocking on our doors. Tony's like, already – Tony, it's Monday, man. It's Monday at 1237. You're coming out firing. He says, I guess Kongaika didn't want to sit on the bench again. It's okay. Let Totri blow smoke over the three and nine devils. It's okay, man. Could you imagine – like, look, I'm not saying this is going to happen, right? But could you imagine if he comes in here, Kongaika, and he has, like, a legitimate impact on this team – he might. I mean, he's he's got the the physical tool set to do it. A lot of these players, we say it every single week because we're talking about new transfer portal ads every single week. These are guys that obviously feel like their talents have not been utilized to the best ability. Yeah. And if they can prove that they can be that under a system like Kenny Dillingham after maybe leaving Jetfish system, that's that's a that's a good it's a good look for ASU. And yeah. we got we got Damon in the chat. He's got potential rotational defensive lineman for us. Not super press he's leaving, but more mad about the destination. I think that's the moral of the story, right? We're not going to sit here and tell you that he's the greatest player of all time now that he's a Sun Devil. But it's fun. It's cool. Like Absolutely. you took somebody from U of A, man. You got it's hey three and nine. Not only did not wins. only did Kenny add somebody from U of A, he added somebody from U of A after the Wildcats did what they did in the Territorial yeah. Cup, and they yeah. had a bowl win and a nine win season 10 win season and Arizona State had a three and nine season right like I think Arizona fans and I I can almost guarantee that the Wildcats with all the doors open here are going to slowly start to trickle out and talk shit Um, (laughs) but I feel like after having such a successful season I would expect more noise I would expect Fish and Company to take advantage of the current era of college football, right? Yeah. When you have a 10-win season in a bowl game dub, Saul Bookman's walking out of the office, man. I would expect Jed Fish to take advantage of it, and I feel like that that program hasn't necessarily moved the needle a whole lot this offseason. Do you feel the same, Saul Bookman? Why do we have to change anything? You don't have to change anything, but you have to grow. You have to get better. Sure, sure. They weren't perfect. We have a lot of guys that are returning, so we don't have much to improve on. We have subtle changes that need to happen, and they've happened. So, you know, you guys have a long way to go, right? It's just like last year when Jed Fish was 5-7. and He almost revamped that whole roster for for the most part, and guess where they're at right now? 10 and 3. That's what you guys are trying to do right now. So yeah. you don't have to do a complete overhaul every single offseason. You just can't lose a lot of guys and then not replace them. Yeah. They're trying to replace them right now. I'm okay with it. In the situation with Fish, right? They had, I mean, where they're at in the program, a lot of these guys now, I feel like, are also, Fish fuck guys. you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was like, he didn't say anything about that. I was just waiting for it. I feel like they I'll are Fish the guys. I don't care, man. Where, where Kenny is... He's still playing with uh, a lot of guys on the roster that weren't necessarily dudes that he recruited out of high school or recruited out of the portal. So I think that is why you see a a giant amount of incoming transfers, kind of the same way that you saw in year one, is they are trying to build more than just a roster. They're trying to craft a culture, and you got to have a different type of player. you got to have, whether that be on-the-field talent, on top of what these guys bring to the locker room. You can tell just with some of the additions, size-wise, not even the type of player that they are, but the size of some of these guys they're mm-hmm. going for aren't players that used to play at Arizona State. No, dude. Not at all. And I like Saul is right. The programs are in different place. Yeah. U of A shouldn't go out and completely re- revamp their whole roster the same way that if ASU had a great season, they shouldn't go out and completely revamp the roster. But there is something to be said to be able to have a guy like Kenny Dillingham, who has already proven he's able to navigate this new world of college athletics. You like it or not? It's here. Kenny knows that nobody is mad on the way out and everybody's happy on the way in. That's a big deal. Yeah. And you know who's not happy on the way out? Kongaika. Exactly. And, and it's funny because uh, uh, a couple comments, one from Shortbus and also from Sharon, talking about the best move was Kongaika's mom liking all the hate tweets on X. And then Sharon saying his mom seems awesome. I like her. Like, 
Listen, if you're leaving a place angry, I, I think that that does have something to say about that situation. And let's let's be totally clear. This is legit. Kongaika was not happy with Arizona on his way out. Specifically, I was told that he disagreements with now former DC Johnny Nansen, um, who is another name that we'll discuss because it is another unique situation at Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. That that would maybe rub me the wrong way if there was a specific player who opted to leave the program because he hated the defensive coordinator. I mean, it's, a, it's a tough look. Look, even if Kangaika doesn't come out here and have like the greatest season, at the end of the day, if the roles are reversed, they'd be saying it was a tough look for ASU as well, especially if ASU had a great season. And, and you never know, man. Like You could throw all that out the window, though. You could throw out all the window the rivalry part of this. Yeah. Arizona State, their biggest needs are what? Defensive line Trenches. and offensive line. Trenches. So you're adding guys that were, again, we're, let's remove that he's coming from Arizona. Let's say he's coming from another similar. Let's say he's coming from uh, I'd still be hyped. an Oregon State. I'd still right? be hyped. He's coming from a team that was playing in a bowl game that had nine plus wins. You're taking it. Because even if he's not starting for you, he's a rotational piece that at a position of need. You'll yeah. absolutely take that any day. It's just icing on the cake that right. he happens to come from your rival and disagree with the former defensive coordinator. Yeah, I look, I, I will take anybody who is that size. Pause. Like it <laughs> <laughs> like like listen, listen, listen. At the end of the day, for all successful football teams, they're built on the offensive and the defensive line and everything else, while it's very important to being great. Like, those are the extras, right? Those are the sprinkles on top of the Sunday. Like, it helps, it enhances, it makes you better, but you're not getting anywhere with just sprinkles. You need to have the ice cream. You need to have the base there. And that's what a lot of the guys that that they're adding are. And, and later in the show, we'll talk about an offensive and a defensive uh, transfer that we're most excited about. And one of my answers is going to be down in the trenches because at the end of the day, if they can turn that around in Tempe, they can protect Jaden Rashada and they can put pressure on the opposing quarterback. Everything else they're trying to do, the different schemes they're trying to run, everything else is going to fall into place. And if if you can get somebody who can help you for one game, yeah. for one possession, like that's that's worth it. Yeah. As long as they can help. And, and, and I don't see a world where he can't help yeah damon in the chat it it just doesn't matter that much in reality we won't win any more or less games because of this departure again i feel like when it comes to transfer portal guys in general the additions outside of a handful you're not winning and losing solely based off of one person unless it's a quarterback right unless we're talking about cam ward transferring somewhere or dj uyangalele transferring somewhere like those guys yes Add wins because of their position, or like a top, like a top, top, top guy. But you yeah. don't, you don't always see those even types then, of guys transfer, even then, right? When when Jordan Addison went to right SC to, to USC. a couple years ago, would you say that Jordan Addison won? It, like he's the reason specifically that USC won X amount of games? Probably no, not. No, definitely not. A- again, it, it's it's football. It's a team sport. A- at any level, one player is not going to win you the game except for maybe low-level high school football if you just have like a stud running back you just give them the ball every yeah. time. But it's, again, if nobody's blocking for them, there's really not much you could do. And Damon, back to your comment where you're not going to win any more or less games because of this departure, that's true. But if we want to play a hypothetical game, which we're in the offseason, so I have no problem doing, uh, if there is some sort of culture problem there like in college football the longevity and the success of a lot of programs is due to a solid a solid culture that carries through from season to season and yeah this season was great from 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 u of a without a doubt (laughs) a fantastic season from them if i'm putting aside my bias but how can you sustain that and if guys continue to leave which it hasn't happened this is again the start if guys continue to leave and especially go to your rival because they don't like how things are operating there despite the wins that can become a slippery slope towards losing games but again that's hypothetical down the road not something that's happening but but still you know keep an eye out for it because if he's unhappy i usually feel like there's not just one player that's unhappy yeah, there's probably going to be a couple, but I mean, we'll we'll see. Like time will tell. The same thing with Dilly. We can't sit here and say that everything's fixed until we see it fixed. No, absolutely. You're we absolutely can't say there's right. a problem with U of A until we see it become a consistent thing. But Look, one thing is still one thing, and that's this. There is, and honestly, my favorite part of this whole thing, right, is yes, there's there's some hatred between 
you know, um, Kungaika and the staff at Arizona, specifically a couple people, um, or even just one. But Damon last night had actually tweeted a photo of Kongaika uh, that was a part of a video, mm-hmm. right? Where he forks down, scummies down. Yeah, I saw, right? I saw that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact that he is now a Sun Devil just goes to show how much he dislikes Arizona. Adding right? on to that, uh, on his bio page in the U of A football uh, website, the final thing in his personal was chose U of A because it felt like home. Doesn't it, what happened? Like again, what happened? You choose it. You feel like home. You have a successful season, and you still want to get out of there. Like something changed. And uh, Sharon even said in there saw an article where he said that he liked how aggressive our scheme is and wants to be able to go after people like we do on our defense. He's not the first person to say that. Mm-mm. It's like Jordan Crook. I think when we talked to him, he also Multiple said that. Players. Like it. it it does seem like what they are running in Tempe, despite the lack of success this last season, a lot of players are turning to that, especially well, the like ones that that are maybe looking for more of a role and saying, I can thrive there. And we can call three and nine unsuccessful. And there yeah. are and rightfully so. Look, there are a lot of people on the outside of a program, not just football, basketball, any sport. And you will see a three and nine record and you will say that was unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. That was a failure. But in reality, you have to take a look at so much more than just the final record of a program that was going through what Arizona State was going through this past season from an injury perspective, from installing schemes, from the fact that this is year one of a rebuild to the bull band, to the AD getting like... I mean, just having to overcome a prior regime. Like yeah. and, and and injuries and everything you said, like the same way that I will say Arizona had to. Yeah, again, but they they showed that once they can get more solid foundation and time underneath them, that they can rebuild. And there's not a doubt in my mind that this school can do the same thing. Yeah, and, and in a similar in a similar like archetype, but in a different way, because I wouldn't consider Jed Fish and Kenny Dillingham the same type of guys, and U of A and ASU the same types of recruiting no. schools. And yeah. we're seeing that play out this off season as well. So. Yeah, it's an unsuccessful season because at the end of the day, end of the day, that's what Kenny Dillingham would say: but, wins and losses. And, right? But that's what he would say to the media. That's what, fair. What and you don't get guys, you don't get team MVPs on players, right? You don't get San Diego State and New Mexico State's best defensive players, linebackers totaling hundred plus tackles. You don't get Oregon defensive backs, LSU defensive backs, San Diego State's best player when you defense. are a failure, right? So there was a part of last season from the inside. That was a, a success. So yeah. much so that it's not hard for Dilly and some of these guys to go out and recruit players at high-level programs, right? Arizona State, this offseason, has added players from Florida State, USC, Ohio State, Oregon, Louisville, Arizona, and a bunch of others. Yeah. Last I checked, a lot of those schools I just listed off were pretty damn good. Yeah. And you're getting players that were recruited to go play there, and most of them actually played there. Well, here's the thing. I put it this way. The season, wins and loss, record, product on the football field, was not a success. The hire and the culture building of Kenny Dillingham, massive success. Yeah. Massive success. Because... That just shows when you have a three and nine record that you can still come out here and grab these types of players, the ones that can come in and make a difference. Even after a season like that, a season that by most record books are, is deemed unsuccessful. I would deem it a unsuccessful win-loss production-based season. But as far as establishing their culture, getting people to buy in, overcoming a shit ton of adversity. Yeah. Like more adversity than any first-year head coach especially the youngest in college football should have to overcome and coming out the other side of it, having players wanting to come to you. It's just more of a Testament. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Look, we we talked a lot about Dilly and fish and some of these transfers. We're going to continue talking about the other transfers that Dilly and company added over the weekend. Cause it wasn't just UA's Kungaika, but Eric, I, I know you've only been here a couple months. Okay. That is true. Do you know what our motto here at PH and X is? Do you know what it is? The, like an overarching motto? We have motto? an overarching motto. 
Do you know what it is? Oh my god, I feel like I just failed a test. You didn't fail. You didn't fail. Please it's, tell me. Tell me so I can never we not own the answer off this question season. again. We, we own, own the off season. You know here what? At I, I, I have heard that Dilly. He's owning the off season. <laughs> he, okay. Should, you know, I think we should uh, hire him over here. Well, I don't know. He's got, he already said he's got his dream job. Oh, is he busy? Oh, yeah. that's right. He's busy. Yeah. Okay. Just just slightly. You know, he's traveling across the country getting the. You think he could do it like virtually? Arizona like have State the, the Kenny Dillingham show where just it's a private link, just recruits and transfers in high school. I'll see what I can do. Okay. I'll, I'll see if he's I know if anybody interested. can do it, you can. Yeah. I, I mean, me, you, together, Bo, Damon. Get everybody. No, nah, he'll, he'll walk in. He'll see me. He'll be like, I can't do this anymore. No, you don't I think can't so? Do this anymore. Well, maybe no. we'll throw him some Circle K snacks, or we'll show him Inner Circle, and maybe that'll help. I heard him through the door right now. As soon as he said that. HNX. guys, Circle K, their new free membership program, Inner Circle, is helping you guys save money every single day. And on your first five Phillips, you're going to save twenty five cents per gallon and three cents per gallon every single day after that. Quite literally, I go to Circle K. Twice a day, once in the morning, whether that be for coffee or a snack. And then I always got to get my midday pick-me-up energy drink that I get for Circle K at the end of the day. But it's not just the great deals that they have on snacks. Okay, They're literally going to be giving you free snacks. Free snacks? Get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products, pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. They have it all over at Circle K. And of course, they have locations everywhere i'm convinced they have one on the moon but that is neither confirmed nor denied guys join inner circle for free by downloading the circle k app today terms and conditions apply at participating locations visit circlek.com for details i love saving money i even just getting a couple cents off per fill up it's beautiful like, it makes you feel better like oh yeah not not often could i say i go to a gas pump and i feel good Right, but when I'm saving money at Circle K, I can definitely say that. Plus, uh, who knows? You might see a PHNX face pop up on that. Yeah, uh, very true. On like very gas true. station TV. Now, listen, I got a question for you. I've got an answer. Are you hungry? I'm uh, starving. Yeah, starving. How does illegal Pete sound? Sounds like I need to talk to Max. Sounds like perfection, right? <laughs> it sounds beautiful. Listen, illegal Pete's is your go-to spot right now. It's a holiday season, a regular season, the summer, the spring, the fall. Whatever it is, Illegal Pete's is your place to go. From caterings to gift cards, they have the perfect gift if you need to buy somebody. Maybe Valentine's Day coming up, you want to take her out to Yeah, to I'm going to take Pete's? you out, Eric. I'm gonna you take t- you oh, out. you're going to take me out to Illegal yeah, Pete's? absolutely. You know what? I'm actually going to start blushing right you're now. You're my sweetheart. Aw, wait. I don't even want to get to you. That's ad read anymore. <laughs> Let's just go to Illegal Pete's right now, man. I want to get a margarita there. It's the strongest margarita in AZ, the streets are saying. And uh, we're coming up on patio season. Right now, it's a little cold, but soon enough... Oh, we're going to be getting patio beers with Jonathan Kungaika, baby. Like that, That's what's going to be going down at Illegal Pete's. They got bowls, taco salad, burritos, nachos, custom cocktails, beers. Don't forget about the piping hot queso. I know you love that queso toe tree. Ring in the new year with Illegal Pete's weekly deals. You can, uh, for today, you can kick those Monday blues with $3 margaritas all day long. They got deals every day. When we read an Illegal Pete's ad, we'll tell you what the deal is for that day. So that makes sure you got to come back here, tune in for that. And don't forget to unwind after a long day at their happy hour, 3 to 8 p.m. every single day of the week. Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer, the three Bs. Look, uh, one thing I want to say is if you hate the Arizona Wildcats, or just even if you have a mild distaste, do us a favor. Hit that like button. <laughs> hit that subscribe button because we all feel the same way. And okay? if you're in here because you hate us and you're hate watching us and you just hate you, watch, you think Tucson's the mm. greatest thing on earth and who cares about Tempe, hit that like button anyway. Take your anger out on that like button. You show us. Look, we... we we pissed Damon off so much that, that is this true. is the first time that I've seen him in the chat. In I a couldn't long tell if that was the real Damon or not. I was like, is that a long, different Damon? Long time. Sharon kind of teasing what we're going to get into now. If we don't get creative and punny, Ghost and Scadaboo signs at October games. I will be sad. Yeah, Arizona State. I like where your head's at. Added Sharon. You got several ideas. other players over the weekend, not just Jacob Kungaika, but I do want to talk about the New Mexico State defensive back that they added, Miles Ghost Rouser. Um, first off, name. All, all name, all name team Love for Arizona it. State to go ahead, get a guy whose nickname is Ghost. And you look what he was capable of doing, not just in 2023, but in 2022. For me, I like to see that level of growth in 2022, just 28 total tackles in 2023, 70 total tackles, also wrangling in an INT, a forced fumble. This is a guy that was really all over the field for New Mexico State. Arizona State has gone after 
some of those players in the portal. Are, um, are there any players left? <laughs> are there any New players Mexico left in New Mexico State? I feel like they're all in Tempe now. Yeah, I think New Mexico State might have added a couple Sun Devils over the weekend, to be honest are we with just you. Swapping? I think they're trading. Yeah, I think they're who, trading. Hey, I think went? that's what they were doing, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't know if it was Josiah Cox or if it was uh, Javen Jacobs, but I think one of them ended up at New Mexico State. I, yeah, I think because they're the Lobos, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was Javen. Yeah, it was Javen Jacobs. So yeah, we're just we're just, we're just trading. trading. We're just trading. We're just players. trading. Again, another player, Javen Jacobs, by the way, that Kenny Dillingham publicly congratulated after leaving the program and going somewhere else. So take that go. for what you will. Short bus in the chat. Heard a couple former recruits we were going after a couple years ago reach out about Ghost, saying he's a former teammate and he is the truth. You don't get the nickname Ghost if you're not the truth. I'm I'm just so interested, and I I tweeted this out uh, with the announcement that Miles was committing to Arizona State is. This secondary has a lot of talent, a lot of potential. And I'm interested to see when we get to spring ball, because that's, in all honesty, when you're going to start to see some of these guys carving out their roles for 2024. There are a lot of guys in this secondary, and I'm very curious to see the rotation. I'm curious to see which guys kind of stamp their spot as starters, because if we're just going based off of this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, mm -hmm. right? You're returning Ed Woods, who played significantly for Arizona State last year, right? So you've got him. You got LaTerrence Welch, the DB that you added from LSU. Most recently, you got Cole Martin, who was playing at Oregon last year as a true freshman, was at one point the number one cornerback in Arizona coming out of high school, okay? You've got guys at the safety position now, like Ghost, who you're adding from New Mexico State. You're getting Xavier Alford, who didn't play last season because of the waiver, but he was going to be a starter. You've got Shamari Simmons returning, who was a starter last season. And then you've added a bunch of guys from your early signing period, class of 2024, Chris Johnson, most notably Chris Johnson II, who could come in here and play. And that's without even mentioning Montana Warren, without even mentioning Keith Abney, who were young guys for Arizona State last year, who did play. Montana Warren specifically was going to be a part of the two deep if he didn't get hurt in fall camp. The, the room is deep. And a quick correction. So Josiah Cox went to New Mexico State. Okay. Those are the Aggies. Okay, Javen Jacobs went to the Lobos, which is New Mexico. Okay, so, okay. New Mexico and New Mexico State each Both got going a former after Sun Devils. Yeah, so shout out to to Joe in the chat, and I think Danielle was trying to wave me down, saying, "Hey, you messed up." So I appreciate that, DJ Danielle, keeping us on track. But you're right. I, I mean, this cornerback room is one that, at the end of the season, we we're like, "Where's the depth? Mm -hmm. Where are the players? There's so many injuries. What's going on? Oh my gosh, they're losing Jordan Clark. That can't be great." You know, I'm feeling really, really solid, especially. At, give me somebody named Ghost. Yeah, and, and Kamari Wilson, who we didn't even talk about. And a, Kamari. There are a lot of guys. Who is gonna start? <laughs> this that's I, I have no idea. Start? This is this is the deepest room for Arizona State, and I don't think it's particularly this room, close. Running back room. I, I would say this room is deeper than the running back room. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I guess you probably you have more spots in this room than you do in the running. But back But maybe room. it's also because the running back room. I feel like even though there is depth there, we already know kind of what it's going. Yeah, we to know look who's like. going to be starting. Yeah, Cam Scadaboo's going to be your Scott, starting running back. Yeah, he he's going to be starting, and then you're going to have Relique and the Carlos kind of kind of sharing the role with other guys. Yeah, probably backing them up. But this room, I quite literally outside of Ed Woods, right? Ed Woods, and I would say. I wouldn't even say Shamari is guaranteed to start. I just based off of what I saw last year, Xavier Alford will start. He is too good not to have as a starter in your secondary. And then Ed Woods, who was DB number two for Arizona State last year, I feel like he's a starter. I think Cole Martin's probably your starting nickel. And I everything else is really up I in the air. I'm so intrigued to see where like Kamari Wilson. Yeah, I don't. I, I have. Th in the depth, all of this, the depth in the secondary is ridiculous, and it was already ridiculous before you went and added a defensive back from New Mexico State who totaled seventy tackles. You know, okay, so you know what this shows, and this was a really, really big topic with Jaden Rashado when Sam Levitt was was committing, and oh, there's going to be a, a competition in the quarterback room. People are coming to Arizona State. I don't think with the guarantee that they're getting playing time, which, absolutely, which is. Making this type of transfer class 10 times more impressive because most of the time, if you're a school that Arizona State was with the record that they have going into this season and you're getting players from other bigger schools as far as record goes at the time, 
and you're not promising them playing time and they're still coming here. That's impressive. Yeah. Like Carmari Wilson coming from Florida to ASU probably doesn't have a guarantee for playing time. Ghost probably doesn't have a guarantee for playing time. Yeah. They're going to have to earn it. And you know what that's going to mean? They're all going to make each other better, which means how deep the room is, is just going to raise everybody's ceiling, which in turn is going to make the team prepared for when injuries inevitably happen. Yeah, inconsistent play inevitably happens. Somebody LOL'd in the chat. Yeah, that's Rudy. Rudy's a U of A guy. Um, what what is there to LOL about? Why are you it's, laughing? It's they're hate watching. You have to remember. You know, we're like right. Shark Week. It doesn't matter if you agree or disagree with what you're watching on Discovery. You're for, gonna tune in. To Rudy, Shark Week. guys, they get, guys there's ahead. not a lot to do in Tucson. We need to I lay mean, off of them. There's not there's not much to do about Tucson. Once Mike not Luke's show Tucson. ends. Yeah, yeah, Boy, they come over. There's really they, they gotta watch to us. It's okay, it's okay. We appreciate. I mean, it. I, hit it's that a like good, button. Hit subscribe. Yeah, hit like, hit subscribe. Your numbers they count the same. Maybe .75 in Tucson. I don't think we figured out that math yet. Uh, Rudy, if they get four wins next year, oh god, I'd, I I might make a bet with you. You let you let me know what you want to bet on four wins next year, if that's what you really think. Arizona State. I've never been more confident. They, yeah, they're definitely going over four wins. They're definitely going over four wins for sure. Look, when, when we were talking about Arizona State in 2023, outside mm-hmm. of injury, you can ask yourself what the biggest concern was, and for me, it was depth. Right? Yeah. I always felt like there was star power across this roster, but. With everybody going down with injuries at a certain point in the year, you didn't have enough depth to really step up and be competitive in some of these games. And again, you could tell us that we're blowing smoke with with some of these guys. A lot of these guys are going to be depth guys, and that's okay, right? Because the same way that Saul came out here and talked about how Arizona didn't need to go add a bunch of players from the portal or sign a large 2024 class it's because fish and that staff believe in who they've already added through the portal or whatever that those depth guys can grow and develop into star level talent right the issue with arizona state was a lot of these guys first and foremost weren't kenny's guys herm they were herm guys the same way that fish moved on from a lot of someone's guys rightfully so the same way that dion moved on from that entire staff at cu that entire roster, they're going to bring in their own guys, their own level of player, their own guy that fits what they're trying to do at Arizona State on the field and off the field. So, yeah, it makes sense that in year two, you're seeing, again, a significant amount of incoming transfers to Arizona State. I would anticipate that to probably cut off a little bit when we get to next offseason. Without a doubt. Because you've seen guys now. Now you've got two full classes under you. You're going to add your 2025 class. And a lot of these guys that you've already added in the portal have several years of eligibility left. So I would be almost more concerned if you're going into year three and you're getting a ton of random players. But as it stands right now, I feel very comfortable with what they have added, specifically in the secondary. But we kind of started this whole thing off talking about Jacob Kongaika and what he brings from a depth perspective along the Arizona State defensive line, a giant position need for the Sun Devils. Kongaika wasn't the only defensive lineman that Kenny and company added this weekend. Louisville defensive lineman Jeff Clark, who, if you want to talk about players, again, blowing smoke, a lot of these guys that we've talked about as incoming transfers haven't necessarily proved it at whatever school they're coming from. Jeff Clark is the opposite. This is a guy that has played a lot of college football already four seasons, And I would say if there's any ASU fans in the chat that remember Deshaun Mallory last season, who was one of, if not the most valuable defensive lineman for Arizona State in 2023, you're going and getting an experienced vet that can go out, fits the system, and he can have a big impact immediately. Yeah, it was something to prove as well. And before I get into that, I do want to highlight a comment from, I believe it was Jacob, uh, who said he is, unfortunately, which is a great way to start it, Goes to a U of A for school, but have always been an ASU fan. Proud to say wow. today he took his university ID photo wearing an ASU sweatshirt. To that I salute. Thank you for your service. That is fantastic. Please rock that sweatshirt as much as you can down in Tucson. That's crazy. We appreciate that. Back to Jeff Clark. Just had to highlight that real quick. The thing that I'm excited about the most about Jeff Clark is that, yeah, his 2023 season was down. In fact, it was his worst season mm-hmm. out of all four that he's played so far even dating back to 2020 uh but that 2022 season 39 total tackles 12 solo 27 assisted four and a half sacks as a d tackle okay 
That's a guy who put that level of production up, is obviously leaving Louisville because, or Louisville, uh, if you're Brandon Fott, uh, who I trust as far as if he knows how to pronounce that or not. You're leaving Louisville, and your production was basically cut in less than half. 14 total tackles, 6 total, eight, total 8 assists, no sacks. And that's because he played, look, if you look at what Jeff Clark did, right, he played last season at Louisville. Before that, he played those first three years at Georgia State mm-hmm. um, in the Sun Belt. So you you kind of understand the, the drop-off in production there and the, the level of talent that he's going to at Louisville. But again, even if this isn't a guy that you come in having a, a star-level season, we're talking about a guy with a lot of experience that can fit the system, and even if he's a rotational player, Kenny sees something in him to add him to a roster that is they're trying to build something. They're trying yeah. to build a culture. I mean, yeah, change of school, obviously a big reason for those numbers. But if you're just like, put yourself inside the mind of an athlete, right? You're, you're telling yourself that you can do that anywhere. Yeah. Right. And that's why you transfer to a bigger school because you're like, I can do that somewhere else. Yeah. And then he probably feels like he wasn't utilized to the best of his abilities. Also playing harder competition, your numbers dip. You want to go back out and you want to prove to everybody that you can get back to that spot and you want to, you can put up those numbers. Now, will he get 39 total tackles? I don't think this so. season with the depth of the position right now and the level of competition compared to where he was during that season. I, I would say no, but I don't think it's far fetched to think he could maybe have a more productive season than last year. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a couple of these guys that are going to stand out among the rest as far as once the rotation gets established and depth kind of gets put into order. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's near the top. I just, I wouldn't like a lot of these guys are coming in with less experience than him. And Kenny might rely on that, especially early on in the season when things are trying to get established to have somebody that yes, is new to their system, but has played four years of college football. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's definitely fair. And again, you also have to look that Arizona state is going into the season with a new D line coach. Right. Yeah. Like that. That's another part of the type of player that they're going and getting. Obviously, the scheme is the same or very similar with Brian Ward coming back, signing that contract extension during the season. Um, and, and again, that is something that needed to improve the D line and the offensive line. We've seen Kenny try and make some noise, whether it be on early signing day or through the transfer portal to go out. And he's made it a point of emphasis to improve the trenches because we've talked about it already, not on this show, but in previous where Kenny has been most success, successful offensively has been when his teams run the football well, right? Coming out of the play action, then that allows his quarterback to do whatever he does and keeping your quarterback upright, bonex, etc. wherever Kenny was at at previous schools, you've got to be able to protect your quarterback and establish a ground game that starts up front with the offensive line, right? And that's, again, we've seen Kenny make that. And again, getting back to Jeff Clark, that is a giant point of emphasis for this team moving forward. I would expect it to only intensify as the spring season starts and kind of you start to see the Sun Devils take on 2024. I, I'm, I've said this a couple of shows in a row now, and I feel like maybe we could just get like recordings of myself. And instead of me having to be here, you can just have a little soundboard with <laughs> the takes that I keep on saying over and over again. But I'm so ready to just see this team even not just for the season, right? We got a long way to go. But when spring ball happens, we're going to have a better idea of who is who in the depth chart, in the rotation. I'm excited to see the quarterback battle. I'm excited to see the running back room. I'm excited to see who separates themselves in the, in the cornerback room and yeah. safeties and secondary and all of that. And now that defensive line as well, I, there's not really a room that I'm looking at. I, I'll take more offensive linemen for sure. I'll yeah. always take more offensive linemen, but there's not really a room I'm looking at that I don't think there's going to be some sort of competition. I don't know how many established for sure starters are going to either A, carry through all of spring ball or B, just be established at all. Besides, maybe Jaden Rashada. We're not sure. I can I, think I would of four players. Cam, I can think of legit four players offensively that are guaranteed starters. Elijah. Elijah. Cam. Cam. Sean Na as an offensive lineman. We, and honestly, maybe, I mean, I, I'm leaning toward Jaden but you don't know what Sam's going to bring. Well, that's the thing is I would say he's the most likely starter yeah. in Jaden Rashada, but it's not like they're bringing in a bum. 
No. Like, like they're not bringing in somebody who's not going to make him work for it. Yeah. I would still put my money on Rashada, but not in the same light as an Elijah Badger or a Cam Scatter. Yeah, those guys are guaranteed starters. Guaranteed starters, regardless of what anybody else wants to say. Tony but, using old material. Yeah, it's Has fine. the NCAA it's put fine. a new bowl Tony, on you guys yeah. yet? 70 to 7, Tony. That's all I'm going to say to you, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. You, you want to play with material. old material, I'll throw a billboard at yeah. you and we'll just go with that. But come on, get something new if we're going to continue to throw hate shots. Like, that, I need you to be more creative. It's 2024. I don't know. Take a, an artsy class and see what you got here, man, because we're just going to deal with the bowl ban. We're just going to constantly swim in this just like I'm over are, are, you're you're over that right like it, it, we're the over band, that yeah, the, the season's over. like it happened like, <laughs> like it happened and it wasn't this current regime it's okay fault. it's over like, it, it is what it is, is what man. it is god I don't know I, I love it I love U of A fans in here I, I mean to me it actually does add another element to the show I really appreciate you guys being here I I think it's fun to, to kind of give shit yeah back we're making each forth. other better guys again look there are going to be a lot of Arizona fans and ASU fans that I disagree with a lot Okay, and when it comes down to the rivalry, I know we're getting off topic with the transfers, and we'll, I promise I'll steer the show back. But first, like, a lot of people want the other side to be bad, right? A lot of people, like Tony or whoever, wants Arizona State to fail miserably, right? To fail the way Kevin Sumlin failed at <laughs> U of A for years on end, right? To fail in ways that ASU coaches prior to Kenny have failed. Who would right? that be? <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. But th you want them to fail. The, the hatred, yes. But the desire to be failures is not the best for the rivalry, right? If you want the Arizona Wildcats to be college football playoff caliber program, if you want this rivalry to mean anything, if you want to go get the best players in the nation, it doesn't start with your rival being a bunch of bums. Okay, look at Ohio State and Michigan. There's a reason why the entire nation tunes into that game. There's a reason why people care about Alabama and Georgia, right? Yes, they're great teams, but you know what makes great teams even better? Great rivalries. So if Arizona State and Arizona are ever going to reach the mountaintop, it's not while one is at the bottom clawing to get up. It's when they're neck and neck fighting for that same spot. Okay, that's how you're going to get the best players. That's how you're going to get more NIL money is when you have these programs constantly being competitive in the Territorial Cup. And we've got Saul coming back here and okay. I, I can't wait to see what he has. I just want to say. say this before Saul's, Saul says anything because I was going to say it no matter what. I get where you're coming from. I'm not saying you're wrong. I do enjoy it when U of A sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it, it is, it is fun. In the same way, I'm sure that they enjoy it. But you want it to mean are. something. Like going into this territorial cup, it meant nothing because you know you knew what the outcome was going to be. Do you agree be. with that? That the seventy to seven season, you knew that UA was going to get their their shit rocked, right? Wouldn't you rather have a game where you've got two top ten teams fighting for it, and then wouldn't that win be even sweeter? Yeah, right. A million percent. That's what I, you I, should I've, want. I've never understood. Like, I get the rivalry, and we always want. I think more than than really the other team losing. I think I just relish the moments where they get absolutely embarrassed more than the losing. Yeah. Because I'll, I'll be frank with you. Yeah. When both teams have losing records, fuck that game. Yeah. Like seriously. Like I, I totally am on board with you, Tojri. Like 2014. Okay. Both teams with an opportunity to win the South division and go to the Pac-12 yeah. uh, championship. They're playing down Tucson. That game was intense yeah. and it meant something like I'm totally on board. Like when is the last time we had like legit, like both teams near the top of the, the, like it's very rarely happened where both teams have been phenomenal yeah. for basketball. You know I mean? There was that year that a ASU was almost number one and yeah. then they, they play U of A yeah. and like that game meant a ton. Yeah. To you guys. Uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, well, but, but seriously, like, like when we were we were struggling that year, we yeah. lost three games in the Bahamas, and we got mollywopped in there. And you guys come to town, and I sat there and I thought, you know, what's one way to get back on track is beat number three ASU, prevent them from going number one as well. Yeah, because if you guys win that game, you guys get to number one. Oh, 100%. And and we beat you guys, and we restore order, and we end up we winning the Pac Championship. What are you, the Republic? Were you, <laughs> you, you Thanos but, sitting down at the end but, of the movie? But, like, you can't sit there, like, for a team, for a school that hasn't been known as a basketball school, like, 
you guys were on cloud nine at that yeah, point. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Killing it, right? And you guys thought, like, man, we can go into Tucson and, like... All you got to do is beat Tucson. All you got to do, do is beat Arizona. You got to beat that one team. And, like, that did, that did make it sweeter. So I, I am completely on board with both programs being at an elite level. It's got to change. Yeah. And that's why, like, that's why I've been team Kenny yeah. as well. Like, I love my Wildcats. I will ride or die with them. Absolutely. But... I want you guys to be successful so that way those games, like, it just feels more intense, Yeah, it feels right? like college football. Yeah. Like, college do you fo- care about the, the Territorial Cup from this year, like, right now? Like, after it already happened, like, in the moment, yeah, like, you care about it. But now it's, like, a couple weeks past. Is that something that's still, like, oh, that meant something? You it know? always it always means something. Yeah. But, it like, means I, something. But like means something, Yeah. You know? No, yeah, because I know what the alternative is. Well, yeah. 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 Like and and I don't want the alternative. So yeah, I mean, it always means something. Yeah, it, it's look. It, we got Jeff in the chat. This is I love these comments. It's, it's, Ooh, so, it's, a paragraph. it's so fun. Turn in your credentials and get off the set with that U of A game. Only matters when something is on the line. I hate having to hear my relatives who are U of asshole fans talk crap all year long. But that like again, that's a rivalry, right? Like. There are people and athletes and coaches and families and whatever that despise. They grow up teaching their kids to hate this other school. That's college football. The NFL doesn't have that. The NBA doesn't have that. MLB doesn't have that. Like, I have I have four kids. They all hate ASU. <laughs> A million right? percent. <laughs> like that's you that that's how you that's how you raise it. And them. how many like, how many of them go to U of A? Uh, of my four kids, yes. Uh, well, two of them will end up going to U of A. The other one got a baseball scholarship, and then the other one didn't go to college. Okay, so like there are again families who their kids aren't even going to this school that the rivalry means so much that it's a family affair, right? And that again only means something to me when there is something on the line. I don't know about you, but I'm not big on two, three, and nine football teams going at it. If you are, turn on the Jets and the fucking Patriots, right? Was that a good football game? No. Or would you rather tune into the Dolphins-Bills playing for something at the end of Sunday night? And you can feel however you feel. That's just how I feel, right? Like, it, it is better when it means something, okay? And Kenny is trying to get there. Jed Fish and the Arizona Wildcats, obviously, again, hell of a season, congratulated him on Twitter. I'm not going to do it again, but a hell of a season, right? Kenny's trying to build, and a lot of it is coming through the portal. We've already talked about a couple, but you want to talk about potential. ASU adding Purdue offensive or uh, Purdue edge rusher, outside linebacker, Roman Petrie, uh, a dude that didn't play really at Purdue, but you look at the size of this kid. Give it to me. 6'5", 245 pounds. I said Dang. it last week. Guys this size are just smaller than me just by a tad but again 6'5 245 coming off the edge there's potential there especially in a scheme where there is so much of an emphasis on pressure and simulated pressure I like what Roman can bring yeah take a shot at it right take a shot at somebody that size I I mean you get somebody the size of toe tree you gotta throw them out there (laughs) at least get them on the roster people you know they say like the camera adds 10 pounds it's actually not true the camera takes away about 150 pounds yeah at about seven inches off the top as well yeah just imagine how big I am man big dude uh yeah Eric makes Wemby look small that is true That is true. And oh, well, now that we're back on the NBA, you did such a beautiful transition, but I have one thing I have to say. Yes. I will be teaching my hypothetical kids to hate the Lakers. That, that. Your hypothetical kids? Hypothetical. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> the real ones, no. No. Uh, I just, I, I can't, I can't get with that. Um, But back to what you beautifully transitioned into. Uh, you got, take a shot, take a shot on guys, right? Like this yeah. is not something I'm going to expect to come in next season and be like, this is a, this is a name. I'm going to be seeing a lot of, the couple of guys we've talked to before, I'm probably expecting to see more than Roman, but he checks a couple boxes. Size, all that great name. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, it's big for ASU. And and he's got a little bit of pedigree, the number 29 prospect in the state of Louisiana, according to ESPN. He was a three-star guy, which again, like the stars at the end of the day don't matter as much. There are a ton of five stars that flame out. Shout out Tayshawn Cherry. Um <laughs> like I'm I, I I'm like I'm with it. Why not? Take a shot. Roman Denzel Petrie, great name. We'll take it. Yeah. You wanna know when he was born? When was he born? Is it going to make what me year? Dis- yeah, uh, yeah, I don't want to. 2001? 
No. 2003. No. What are we talking about 2004. here? 2004. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to... I almost want to step off. 2004. That, one, that and was he's tough. Six five. You that should still tough. be in kindergarten. What are you talking about? <laughs> does it six, work? Six five. Unfortunately, what? Eric, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Aging doesn't uh, doesn't really. You mean I'm still going to like that? What? Ah, you're still going to continue to age? I'm late. Oh man. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're not going to be this age forever. Will it at least get easier to sleep as I get older. Um. It'll get harder to wake up. Yes, it will be. It will be. Sleeping does get easier, especially when you're making money. It does. It really does. Are you telling me? Is you... that why I can't sleep? <laughs> well, have you hit any parlays recently? Oh, you know what? Maybe my brain was just needing that itch to be scratched. Hey, sometimes that's the way it works, guys. Another and we're talking transition. about Bet MGM. If you want to sleep good at night, it's because you're cooking on the Bet MGM Sportsbook app, and they've still got a phenomenal deal for you if you haven't already signed up. Super easy to take advantage of. Download the Bet MGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android, or visit betmgm.com. Sign up and deposit at least ten dollars into your Bet MGM Sportsbook account, and place your first wager and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if the bet loses. And if the bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Eric, last week we had a parlay picks. And what did I say? Do you remember what I said? The parlay pick. You don't need a lot of picks. Well, that was for the start of the week. I my my parlay. Pick, oh, it was your tr- it was it your was my charger, charger special, lay. My, yeah. my charger special. The bolt gang don't bang special on BetMGM. Okay, and it started with the Chiefs money line. Correct. And it started with go blue when the Michigan Wolverines yeah. taking down the one, the only Michael Penix Jr. Right. Yeah. So we'll we're see. halfway. We're halfway to sleeping easy tonight. All we need is we need Michigan to come through. Okay. I should have parlayed my uh my final my top four college football picks. I should have kind of nailed that. And look, we'll we'll double down on the bet MGM parlay pick. Give me again Michigan money line. Okay. And this one's this one's out there. Okay. Michigan money line, Washington plus four and a half. Oh, that's we got dirty. a field goal. We got a field goal ball game. In here. We got a field goal ball game, guys. That is my bet MGM parlay picks. Again, to recap that offer, sign up for bet MGM and use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first bet MGM sportsbook wager through bet MGM sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is set. I'll check out the show notes for full details. And Allison is Shane. Talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. I think I think I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna retire it. I feel dirty. I feel dirty. I feel I I feel like I just I stole, and then you You didn't know that I stole it, and then I I just it doesn't feel right anymore. It's okay. I feel. I think I need to come up. The fact that you're apologizing for it makes it. I need to like I need to I need to bring something. Do you want to get it out one more time? You know what? Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. Yeah, Yeah, get stuffed, Ontario. Anyways, uh, we've had some wonderful people in the chat. We got Jacob and Sharon talking about being ASU fans and repping. The Sun Devils, even though they live in Tucson, which shout out to you guys. And another great way that you can rep your Sun Devils is through Desert Financial Credit Union because they have an exclusive Arizona State University Visa debit card that you can only get at Desert Financial Credit Union. Not only can you get that card, but they've got checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest and most trusted local credit union. I can say that personally, only place... I've ever had my money in is Desert Financial Credit Union since I was a kid. So that is coming personal. Me to you and I'm a Sun Devil. That's two for two. Now's the time to show your ASU team spirit. Open a free checking account online. You get $200 that you can go buy more ASU gear with so you can piss off all your neighbors in Tucson. Again, you can do that now at Desert Financial Credit Union. You get three choices for your ASU Visa debit card. Go to desertfinancial.com slash ASU to get started. You know my favorite part that uh, of people that are new here that watch this show for the first time? What? Is when they come like at me uh, on, on this, on Twitter or whatever, and they're like, oh, you're a hater. You're a hater. And if, if you have been somebody that's been a part of this program and you have seen what I was like when Dion first got out. <laughs> and, and the Colorado fans that we had in that chat calling me a hater. 
if you're new, I'm just here to tell you, I am a hater. Yeah, I am it. a hater. I'm going to lean into it. And guess what? If you hate me for it, that makes you a hater, right? So just just, just keep yourself in check, okay? I, I'm willing to sit here and tell you I am a hater. But if you're going to sit there and come at me for hating, just know that you're doing the same, okay? Just I mean, just we have a wonderful shirt up at... Um at our locker right now. Yeah. That's uh, the anti-hero basketball co- club that says too much love will kill you. You know, being a hater is okay. It's okay. Lean into it. Just be a hater. Being a hater is fun. You get a piss this people off. This is the type of life advice you're going to get on this show, by the way. Piss people off? Just be a hater. Mm. But let's show some love. Yeah, let's show some love. Look, we've talked a lot about incoming transfers over the last few weeks, and rightfully so, because Dilly and company seem to have a truckload every other weekend of them coming from all over the nation. Mm-hmm. But Eric, do you have one transfer on offense and one transfer on defense that you are most excited to see here in 2024? I do, and I must issue an apology for one of them. Oh, okay. Because I, I've realized now that I mispronounced her name. Okay. Um, Zyrus, and I will say this right now, Fia Seyu. Fia Seyu. Fiasu. Okay, Fia okay. Seyu. So Fia Seyu. Um, coming out of San Diego State, he is a linebacker, six foot, two twenty. But here's what really gets me: twenty twenty three All Mountain West honorable mention, twenty twenty three San Diego State Most Valuable Player, and their Defensive Player of the Year. So the team's MVP overall, whole team, and Defensive Player of the Year coming to ASU. That type of guy you're going to lean on for leadership and on field production. He was just a sophomore. Yeah, he was just a sophomore. I, I'm really excited. I think he is one of those guys that I'm looking at and I'm like, you're going to start. Yeah, no, absolutely. He He's, yeah, he's a starting level linebacker for me. Again, I, I'm I'm big on comparisons um, just for, for people that haven't necessarily watched what he's capable of. Um, I don't know how many college football sickos there are, and I guess this might not be a sicko comp, but he reminds me a lot of Miles Jack uh, at a UCLA mm. and where he's a Swiss army knife can kind of do everything. He's not the biggest linebacker out there, but he can turn and run. He's good in, in run defense. Um, and, and like you said, this is a guy that I feel like is going to be starting for the Arizona state defense hands down. It's funny that you bring up Zyrus because my defensive transfer that I'm excited to watch is probably going to be starting opposite him. Keyshawn Elliott. There we the go. Transfer from New Mexico state. Yeah. Six, three, two forty five. Like, this is a linebacker, again, that had over 100 tackles at New Mexico State. He was their best defensive player. And again, he fits the system, right? You, you look at what Arizona State had at that linebacker position last year in Trey Brown, Will Schaefer, yeah. Tate Romney. Keyshawn comes in there. He is immediately, in my mind, Trey Brown, if not better. And he's got a ton of eligibility left. Same thing with Iris. I think those two can be a a force to be reckoned with for the Sun Devils in 2024. I will say there is a name, though, that I keep gravitating towards. I don't think I'm going to put in my number one, but it was close, and that's Kamari. Every Kamari time Wilson? I see, every time I see Kamari Wilson, I'm like, you know when you just kind of have that feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I have that feeling about you got, him. You got that gut feeling I for Kamari? He, I got that fire in my gut. Shout out to Jonathan Gannon. I feel like he's going to make some plays. I'm still going to go with Zyrus. That's okay. still my most excited to see on defense, but... There's something about Kamari Wilson. I'm here. There's for something it. about him. What about offensively? Do you have somebody specifically that you can't this, wait to watch in the spring? It's kind of chalk, but I'm super excited just to see. Kind of chalked. <laughs> no, just just because I, I'm so pumped to see how Kenny and his staff uses this, especially Sean Aguano. It's Relique. Okay. Relique Brown out of USC. He's probably one of the more blue chip prospect yeah. kind of guys that you're going to be getting. I believe out of he all is the highest rated portal. transfer that ASU got this offseason. Yeah. For good reason as well. The like the intangibles, the on paper stuff is great. He's a small little guy, but small he is a guy. burst of speed. I'm excited to see him do kick returns. I think they're going to find a bunch of creative ways to use him alongside Scadaboo to Carlos Brooks. All of that. I'm really yeah. See, short bus even said it too. He can't wait to watch Relic. He's not going to lie. That guy's going to have some huge. Huge, huge plays this season. I'm I'm super pumped to watch it. And I, I look, I got another comp again. This is the comp that I'm gonna give is I will preface with the guy that I'm about to name was a freak in college. Yeah. I'm not saying Relique is going to be this, but I think Relique has the same skill set as a Tavon Austin. Okay. At, at um where was he? West Virginia or Virginia? Like that that shifty dude that he can play running back, he can line up in the slot. He can be a, a force on special teams. He can kind of do it all, and he's got the breakaway speed. He's agile, uh, and he fits what Kenny and company want to yeah. do at Arizona State. I'm going to keep it 
on offense with another skill guy. Give me Marcuston Douglas. I like um, that name. Marcuston was the big tight end over at Florida State. And when I say big, we're talking <laughs> 6'4", 285 big. pounds. This man is a couple in and out burgers away from being a 300-pound tight end. And I love it. I absolutely love what Jason Mons has in that tight end room with him, Jaden Fortier, yes. BP, um, with the the tight end that they got from San Diego State. Like they have a complete room. And I think Marcuston can add a level of run blocking to this team yes. that they just didn't have necessarily at that position in 2023. Again, you want to talk about improving the offense overall, what Kenny does best, run the football. Okay, we add another guy out there that can not only run block, but if you need him to release, he's capable of doing that too. And when you're 6'4", 285 pounds, I didn't I don't know if you know this, you're kind of hard to tackle when you're that big. Have you tried? Have I tried tackling, tackling my fridge? Somebody? No. <laughs> Cuz that's what you have at tight end at, for Arizona State. So I, I think bet- between Marcuston, Relic, um, defensively, Keyshawn, Cyrus, along with a lot of these other guys, Arizona State, they've set themselves up to have an exciting spring and maybe even more of an exciting 2024. But regardless of what Arizona State does in 2024 from an excitement standpoint, we're doing a lot of exciting things here at PHNX. That's damn as right. Well, we've got a bunch of Suns takeovers the 16th. We've got a bunch. We've got one in February, one in March. Guys. The Suns Takeovers, presented by Illegal Pete's and Michelob Ultra. Guys are going to get a game ticket. Pre-game party is included with the ticket. Click the link in the show notes or visit gophnx.com to grab your tickets today. A great time if you're a Suns fan and if you're just a PHNX fan and you want to just kind of vibe. Vibe with all of us over at Illegal Pete's. They're, they're, they're so much fun. They're, they're absolutely incredible to go to. You get food, you get drink, you get to talk with the Suns hosts, and you get to go to a game. And uh, why not? And of course, with those, you have to buy a ticket. But what you don't have to buy a ticket for is our watch party. So that's going to be yeah. at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for select Suns games. Um, you just get to show up. You just get to sign up, show up, come watch the game. I think the last one we had, almost 40 people show oh, up wow. to watch Jazz Suns. And it's kind of hard to find, like in general with this space, like in sports, a community where everybody is just there to enjoy things. And that's what you find in PHNX in general in our diehard Discord, which you definitely need to sign up for, especially if you're a Sun Devil fan, because this dude's on fucking fire <laughs> every single freaking day in there. Uh, but just in general, you want to show up and just have a good time and talk sports with people that you might not know who they are, and then you're walking out feeling like you just met a good friend. I- I've yeah. only been to a couple of these, but that's how I feel every time. So we got that. We also have our putting party, which is a super, super unique event, also presented by Michelob Ultra. That one's on January 24th. Uh, we went to uh, to Putting World and did like our meeting and, and did some putting. It's not just some putt-putt, man. Like That's some professional like grade a grass they take care of it they lay it differently depending on the day to make it a different experience every time that also comes with unlimited beer and wine sons mavericks with unlimited beer and wine what could go wrong get out there come to the putting party at putting world on january 24th Uh, again link in the show notes uh go grab your tickets go to gophnx.com as well Come have fun with us. Come hang out with us. That's what we're all here for. Let's just have some fun. I just want to let you know when I see what? y'all at the, the putting party, I'm not there for fun. I don't think you're going to be seeing us. No. I think you're going to be I'm a sniper. I've been called a sniper. Oh, I'm talking green. about you're just going to drink so much that. No, God, you, I'm not an alcoholic, no, Eric. but free beer and wine? Who could say no? I'll just have a couple sips. You know, we're going to have a good time. We'll have a blast. It's what I'm really we do. excited to show people how terrible I am at putting. <laughs> My dad always used to say, um, I drive like a gorilla and I putt like one too. Wow. So I'm, I'm excited to show off how terrible like I am at putting. If I, I can putt, I would be a phenomenal golfer. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to I'm see I'm terrible it. at putting. <laughs> da- Dan- Danielle, sneaky best athlete in the office. Thank you. I've been saying that for I so know. long. That's right. I'm the best athlete in the office. I'm going to say it on air right now. Listen, I... I Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put myself immediately up there, but I think if we had a combine, I think I'd do pretty well as well. But we got some good athletes I, in this we, office. We do, but every time I hear you tell a story, it's like like yeah, I basically almost went pro with something. Like, okay, a, sure. I'm yeah. an athlete, man. Sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, nah, I mean, I, I, trust me. I, I hear a lot of people talking about their game. I like to to show what I'm about. Okay. I'd I love hear to a lot see of people it. talking on the podcast about how good it. they are. 
Just let my game. Speak I, we for need me, a okay? combo. Like we need a com- I need to see Bo Brock run the forty, man. Like I, I, I need it in my veins. I'm here for that too. I want to get the short buses comment real quick before we get out of here. Talking about four tier was high on the list after blowing his ACL. Doubt we'll see if Jason Brown is a monster too, Jason but he'll Brown's probably wait. Two in terms of four tier, I talked to him prior to his ACL surgery. From my understanding, is if everything in terms of recovery goes well, he should be ready for fall camp. Um, whether that be immediately or sometime in between. So fully expect to see Jane Fortier at some point for Arizona State in 2024. But guys, that is going to do it for the PHNX Sun Devil Show. We Bang appreciate show. everybody listening on audio, watching live. Again, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, leave a five-star review if you're new here. Give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Toach. You can follow Eric here at Eric Ruby. That is Eric with a K. You can follow DJ Danielle at Africa Danielle. And we will be right back here at 1230 on Tuesday. We will see you then. But in the meantime, go Devils. And peace.